Gary V talks about actually asking, ask the public. So some people use that as an option. You can look up YouTube and see what are the popular YouTube videos on what is this subject area? What is the thing that you want to talk about? What's your business all about? You can also go to Amazon, interestingly enough, and look in their books section and say, what books are on the topic that you're actually wanting to talk about in relation to your business? So when you see the books that end up connecting to what your unique offer is and the problem you solve, then you can actually check out the ratings and read what people say. Then you're going to get a sense of what people say and what they're interested in from the book that they actually read because their key takeaway and highlights are going to be the exact thing that they want to hear you talk about. So how do you turn your business into an actual brand? Well, my name is Bijal Patel and I've had 13 years of corporate experience working at big Fortune 500 companies and I'm taking all of that juicy firsthand experience and have brought it into my company launch. Within this podcast, you're going to learn about branding, vision, identity, mindset, and how to scale your business to the next level. So let's go ahead and own your brand. How to choose content. So actually figuring out what you should choose amongst probably the millions of ideas you have out there is one of the most challenging things. So I feel like there's two extremes of people. And one extreme is like, oh my God, I can just dream up a million things, but I don't know what people would actually be interested in or what's right for my brand in terms of strategy and what should I be talking about. And then you have the other extreme that's like, I don't know. I'm not even sure where to start. And they do really awesome when they're on sales calls or they're coaching or they're actually just servicing clients, but draw a complete blank, much like writer's block. When you look at a blank sheet of paper, you end up having content block. So the way to get around this is mixing these two extremes and kind of finding that middle bout. So let's go with the first thing, which is you shoot content, you do it, but you you have moments where you're doing a ton of it and then you're doing really little because you have a million ideas coming your way. So how do you set the direction of where you're going? Here's what I recommend, and it's a super easy way to do it, is imagine the calendar 12 months out of the year. You want to focus on having an end or a topic for each month. So if you can just break it out to say, hey, this month, for example, I want to talk about content and how to pick topics. Next month, I'm going to talk about how to actually convert that content. The month after that, I'm going to talk about now that you've converted the content and you have clients, what are the upsells, backsells, cross-sells, and all of that type of stuff. So I'm coming up with what is the theme for every single month, and I'm building on what that looks like. Another way to go about that is if that seems like too many chunks, you can also do it quarterly. So instead of turning and changing and having to go in a lot of different directions, you can decide something like this. In quarter four, I'm going to focus on marketing. On quarter one, I'm going to focus on sales. On quarter two, I'm going to talk about client retention and fulfillment. And on the next quarter after that, quarter three, we're going to talk about team and operations and how to get all of it handled. So that's another way to end up looking like that. So if you look at it from the perspective of what it is that your service, your business, your offer actually provides, you can chunk it down into four quarters or into actually months. Now, when you chuck it into months, you can take it one step further and just break it down by weeks. And when you break it down by weeks, we're saying, what topics of content should I do this month? You can say week one, week two, week three, week four, and sometimes there's five weeks out of the month. 
that is going to allow you to organize your brain around what types of things should you be talking about. When you get to that level, the best way to look at is what are the most frequently asked questions that your clients, patients, students, whoever it is that you serve, ask you? Frequently asked questions are usually where a prospect is confused about something, doesn't fully understand something, or is maybe not thinking about it in your unique way. And what happens through that is when you answer that frequently asked question, first of all, you already know how to do it. Second of all, you definitely have an opinion about it. Third of all, they can feel your energy and you can start to deliver what your IP is. So what is your actual intellectual property, your methodology, your frameworks, what's unique to you that's going to attract the people that are listening, watching, looking at your videos, absorbing your content to want to take that next natural step with you. So it's an awesome way to give, 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 give value first and then get something from them after. It might be to book a call, to get onto your email list, have them join your Facebook group, follow you on Insta, any of those things. You can get them to do and take an action because you've delivered the value first of something that was itching them. Second point of view on this, as it comes to like picking from all of the million different directions, this one's super easy. That one was like a very methodical scientific answer. This one's super easy. Pick what you think is the most fun. Just do what you think is fun in the moment. It's so crazy that as entrepreneurs, we get these businesses and we have so much passion about them at the beginning. And then time goes on and time goes on and time goes on and and years pass. And then you're just like, how should I strategize on how to do this? What's the right move I should take, Bijal? And oftentimes it's just you owning your brand. Have fun. What feels like it's in flow? Like I've told you guys, I'm in the season of healing the inside because we're close to five years in business at this point. And what I've realized is that you will naturally hit a cap like I've had, and you might've already gone through this probably, or you're gonna go through it. So either way, it's gonna apply. Until you start doing the inner work first and evaluating where do you need to heal in your journey? What trauma do you have? You're going to hit blocks. And one of the things I'm exploring is just being more my healthy feminine energy. And what happens is when we are having fun, our dopamine is higher, serotonin, all of the cool chemicals that create energy are higher. It's more fun to do. When it's fun to do, it becomes easy. You're in flow and you are going to attract people. So if you're in a season right now where you're excited about AI and you're doing everything that you possibly can to learn about it and apply it and use it, just go with it. Just go with it. Go do that. Like last week, I was asked by a client, hey, Bijal, can you do me a favor? Can you film how you have your VAs, which if you don't know that terminology, it means virtual admins. We have a whole team of folks that are absolutely stellar on my team who live in the Philippines. And a client of mine was like, can you film how I can do that with my business? I just need to know like how you did it. Where did you find them? How did you train them? Is there any cultural things I need to know about? And then what do you actually have them do? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to do that. Like for sure. It's one of the biggest leverage items in my business is having these team of people who are overseas who work in our time zone which I'm in Houston, so it's in central time zone. How is it that we're going to actually deploy and do that? Well, I decided to just post that on my Facebook social media feed to say, hey, I'm going to do this for a client. If anybody wants this, drop a lightning bolt below. And it's literally, there's like hundreds 
of people. You can go check my social media profile and you can see what it is. And if you want it, drop a lightning bolt there, literally. But hundreds of people wanted it. So we're actually selling it as a product. So I have the team helping me fulfill on actually doing that. So that's an example of when you have so many things to choose from. Oh my God, what direction do I go? Go with what's more fun. Or you can use that other methodical, you know, theme things out by months or quarters. Okay. Now let's go to the other extreme. The other extreme is like the desert. You have no idea where to go. You have no idea what to do. Everything you think about is a blank. I think it's a lot like I imagine because I'm not an author yet, but I'm starting to write my book in quarter one of 2024. And now that I've said this on this podcast, I'm declaring it and I'm confirming that I'm going to do it. But I just imagine opening up a blank page and being like, I'm not an author. How am I going to write 300 pages of what? What should the topic even be? Am I qualified to do this? Will anybody want to read it? What if I lose people's attention? Is it actually going to be valuable? And so these are the thoughts you have when you're in the desert of content. So on one side, you're in the deluge and it's like a tsunami of ideas. And on the other side is you're in this desert. So when you're in the desert, what you want to focus on is what content have you done? If you've done any type of content, emails, if you've done blogs, if you've done speaking engagements, if you filmed reels, if you've just done posts, what have you already done that did really well? If you can figure that out, it's going to give you a clear target of this is the kind of thing that my audience wants to hear about. The second thing you can do, you can literally poll your current favorite clients. So pick three to five of your absolute favorite clients. We call them ICP ones, which is ideal client profiles, number one. Your number one star clients, like the people that if you could replicate a hundred of them, you would literally be in heaven. Like all, all you'd want to do is your business all day. Not that I recommend that, by the way. Not that I recommend that. So when you poll them and you say, hey, what is something interesting that you would want to learn more about from me? Or what is something that you remember I have shared about, posted about, talked about, taught you about, like any of that stuff that you think that an audience similar to you, because I want more clients just like you, you know, edify them a little bit, that you think I should talk about. Boom, now you have a thinking partner. So a lot of times, if you've ever noticed, we get in our own way I know it's easier for me to come up with topics for our clients than sometimes it is for myself. Actually, this podcast is a collaboration between me, our social media team. We have the video team. I've got the content person on my team and my own ideas. Like it's literally like all of us are working together. And then sometimes when we're drawing blanks, we literally go back to Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or whatever channel we're targeting at the time. And we will go back and look at what are the metrics? What are the views? What were the most highly liked posts or reels? What were the most engaged ones? Where do we get the most comments? Where do we get the most inbound leads? So that's another way to look at that. But again, if you're new to doing content, the simplest way is to think about what problems do I solve in the marketplace? That's one of the coolest, fastest, easiest ways. Hey guys, just taking a quick break here. I wanted to say I'm so grateful for you tuning in to today's episode. I hope you are loving it. And if you wouldn't mind, I would greatly, greatly appreciate if you could leave us a review, like, subscribe, share this with a friend or somebody that you work with, somebody who's on your team. If you think it'll help them, I would be so appreciative to you. All right, let's get back to it. 
The other thing that you can do is think about something you just want to kill the sacred cows in your industry. So what do you stand against? I'll give you an example. For example, for me, when it comes to branding, there's a lot of sacred cows I want to kill in this industry. Okay, like I could care less about color psychology. To me, it's a complete fake. It's so basic. It's as if it's as if you were going to determine your life's meaning and purpose based on your horoscope. It's equivalent to that. So I stand firmly against that in a sea of other branding agencies and brand strategists who try to use that to convince people and clients that this is the reason you should pick blue because blue means trust. I'm firmly against that. So when you can think about things for yourself, for example, there is a lot of internet marketers who stand against just promising things in two months, three months, five days that you're going to make 100K months. There are so many people who are pushing against that right now. And there's a lot of people who legitimately want to fight that in the marketplace. Or you might be a fitness coach and you might help people lose weight. And you might be firmly against people adhering to any type of specific diet to lose the weight fast. And you might be like, this is not the way. I believe in sustainable weight loss where we meet you where you're at and then we just stair step you down into the place that you actually want to be in terms of your weight. So those are just some other industry examples to start to give you context of fight the sacred cows because when your content is disruptive, when it's contrarian, when it goes against the grain, now we're starting to get traction. Another great place that's completely different than anything we've talked about for you to figure out how can I get content ideas for my brand is take a look at what I call your big time aspirational competitors. Now, I'm going to caveat this. I actually just went off on my Facebook feed about this. Learning from people who are far ahead of you does not mean that you copy or plagiarize their stuff. There is way too much of that going on in the online space, especially even as it relates to content. So let's describe the difference between looking at someone's feed to model it because you're getting ideas and you're getting inspirations versus copying it. So what you want to do is you want to identify two to three accounts on social media that are probably similar to what you do. They might be in your industry, but let's say they've got like 100K followers, 300K followers, a million followers, and they just have a really big name. So on no planet are you technically competing with them, which is why we call them the big time aspirational competitors. So for example, if you're like a life performance coach, you might look up Ed Milet. If you're somebody who's PR related and all into personal branding, you might look up Jen Gottlieb. If you're anybody's anybody, you're looking at Alex and Layla Hermosi because that's literally what everyone is doing at this point in time. So those are just some people that you can think about in terms of like big names that are out there. There's many, 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 many more. So you take a look at their feed and you see what hits in terms of what are they talking about? So you want to know what has the highest views, what has the most engagements, and what has the most relevancy. So is something happening out there in the landscape? I'd recommend staying away from politics and religion. You just don't want to go there as it relates to your content unless that's completely on brand for you. And that would be so nuanced. I can't just give like blanket advice like that. So you take a look at their feeds and you're just getting ideas and inspiration and you can just sit there with a notebook and literally write out like, oh, I liked a little piece of that. 
oh, I liked kind of where this topic went. Oh, I liked the fact that they were, you know, they had this top 10 list or that they were just literally fighting against the same the industry and I stand against the same thing too. So I like what the topic was, but I'm going to make the actual definition of what I'm standing against different based on my own ideals and values. So that's how you can change the difference of this is inspirational and I'm going to take the idea and the concept, but I'm going to make it my own. So what that does is instead of starting with a completely blank sheet, which scares anyone, I know it scares me for sure. What it allows you to do instead is to get a whole range and array of ideas. So now you can self-sort and select and say, well, this is really relevant. I have ideas, thoughts, my own IP frameworks methodology on this. And I'm going to go ahead and shoot my own content. I'm going to shoot some reels. I'm going to write a post about this. And I'm going to put my own twist on it. That's what makes it uniquely yours is now you can take any, all the knowledge is already out in the world, but it's about taking things and putting your own twists on them. So I think that's one of my favorite ways to do it is just look at people's profiles who I think are aspiring and then give my own opinions about it. The other way you can do it too is you can even look at people's websites and you can say, what are the prominent things that this big time competitor puts on their homepage? The homepage is going to be their like meat and potatoes of what convert someone or causes them to get interested. They're going to want to opt into something. The copywriting has been done very intentionally for those big time aspirational competitors. They've paid a really fancy copywriter. They've got a UI UX team. They've got a branding agency. Ask me how I know. I actually just got off a call with a client and we were looking at his UI UX. We have the copywriter on lock and we're talking about angles that he can take to make sure that his roofing business outperforms anybody in the area. So you're gonna want to go to somebody who's got the professionals already doing the research on your behalf. So that'll save you a lot of time. Gary V talks about actually asking, ask the public. So some people use that as an option. You can look up YouTube and see what are the popular YouTube videos on what is the subject area? What is the thing that you want to talk about? What's your business all about? You can also go to Amazon, interestingly enough, and look in their book section and say, what books are on the topic that you're actually wanting to talk about in relation to your business? So when you see the books that end up connecting to what your unique offer is and the problem you solve, then you can actually check out the ratings and read what people say. Then you're going to get a sense of what people say and what they're interested in from the book that they actually read because their key takeaway and highlights are going to be the exact thing that they want to hear you talk about. All right, I saved my favorite one for last. This is the coolest thing that I've discovered. You can find your content topics from your sales calls. So what I've actually done is had my content VA, virtual admin, actually go through like 10 of my favorite sales calls where they converted to people I absolutely loved working with. And I literally put out a framework to say, what were the pain points they talked about? What is the pleasure points that they wanted to achieve? What were the actual words they used in terms of why are they stuck right now? And what do they care about branding and what it is that they want to change? And then getting them to say exactly what they think in their own words is a perfect jump off point. What that allows my content VA to do is she got to document all of my responses back. And so all of my responses back are literally individual snippets, 15 seconds, 30 second reels, 90 second reels, because I'm in flow. The piece about content topics that are so hard 
is that you're trying to come up with something without relationship and talking to someone. Like right now, for example, I am talking to you. But what you don't see is I have my two content guys right here. My two video guys are right here in the background. So I'm kind of still getting to look at someone. But when, if you, let's say you don't have a professional video team yet, you're literally sitting in front of your phone. You're just like there and you're like, oh my God, what do I talk about? Or you're in front of your computer screen and you don't have that sense of conversation human to human. So that's what we're creating by reviewing your sales calls, you know, your Zoom recordings. Fathom is a great tool for that, by the way, too. It's free. It's a note taker. So it will actually translate everything that you said on the call into written format. So you don't have to go watch the whole thing again. You can literally scroll and see what it was. And then it'll also give you the video clips of what that is. So those are three amazing ways to be able to take a look at what was going to make your content pop. And then we can start talking about what is going to make your content convert in a future episode. Hey, if you loved this please send it to a friend because it's going to help them finally put themselves out into the world and stop hiding. <laughs> <laughs>